Welcome to the Team ASE Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mala. And in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be sharing some information, insight, and inspiration on a variety of topics for individuals already working or thinking about a career in the automotive industry. But there's a lot more to ASE than you may be aware of, and we'll explore the many facets of Team ASE in future episodes. The Team ASE Podcast is brought to you by ASE, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE is perhaps best known as the organization that provides certification credentials for automotive professionals. Just like ASE, the Team ASE podcast offers something for automotive professionals everywhere. Join us as we explore what's now, what's new, and what's next in the automotive service industry. It's a journey that won't just help you make a living, it'll help you make a difference. It takes a team to build the future. Welcome to Team ASE. Hi, I'm talking today with Dan Baumhart, the Director of Light Vehicle Test Development at the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence, better known as ASE. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. What we want to talk about today are the changes to the L1 test. There was a recent press release that talked about the move away from the paper composite vehicle books, which are kind of well known to anyone who's taken any of the L-series tests, to a more electronic format. First of all, let's get started with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do at ASE and how long have you been with the organization? Sure. I've been at ASE for, well, just over 15 years now. I manage, along with my colleague Matt Haw, a portion of the automobile series of tests, some of the advanced level tests, as well as the service consultant tests. And I also manage content for the official ASE practice test product. Let's talk a little bit about the recent press release that ASE issued about changes to the L1 composite vehicle process. I know everyone is familiar with the paper booklets that come with the L1 test. That's not going to happen anymore. They've gone electronic. Yes. So beginning this year, ASE has moved the composite vehicle document to a pop-up window inside the test delivery platform. So no longer will technicians receive a paper booklet, the blue booklet in the case of L1, the advanced level engine performance specialist test, or the corresponding electronic diesel engine diagnosis specialist L2 test, the gray booklet there. Those are actually now an electronic PDF that technicians can now sort through to find content, scroll through up and down, and opens in a separate window, a separate pane, by clicking a button that says view composite vehicle reference. And this happens during the test process. Does it stay on the screen or can they turn it off and turn it back on? How does that work? So when they open the question, if the questions that require the use of the composite vehicle have a statement on them that say, use the composite vehicle reference document, Mm -hmm. then selecting that button on the screen to view that composite vehicle reference will then open a separate window, which allows a technician to scroll through the document to find the information they're looking for. They can close that window or leave it open. On some monitors, it will be side-by-side, like the majority of Prometric testing centers that will open the two windows side-by-side. There's an X to close the PDF. However, if they move to the next question, the PDF will then maintain its location. So you can, when you open it again, it's right there where you left off. And I assume the information in the electronic version is the same as what was in the paper compositor, or there've been some changes? It is identical. If there is a major change in a composite vehicle reference document, that may require a reset of the test and the passing score difficulty of that test. 
at that point, a pilot or beta test comes out, a double length form, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Then the statistics are compiled or assembled from that form based on what the test takers do during a period of time, the results that they select. And then a committee is assembled of technicians who do that job every day. And then those folks will determine the passing score or difficulty level of that test. Then from then on, that difficulty remains. And every test built, every test form, every group of questions compiled into a test are built to that same level of difficulty each time the test is uh, assembled. So it's not just standardization. You actually do a um, verification, I guess, that the uh, questions are doing what they were intended to do, right? Yes, exactly. So without knowing how well a question is performing or what the performance level of a question is, it's very difficult to be able to assess a technician fairly or a service professional, anyone who takes one of the ASE tests. So we need to know how difficult or how easy a question is and how well it differentiates between knowledgeable and less than knowledgeable technicians or service professionals before that question can be used as a scored item on a test. It's always fascinated me just how much science goes into the creation of an ASE test. Once an individual is exposed to the process of how these things are put together and just how really rigorously they're vetted, generally it opens a lot of eyes. We'll have to talk about that at some point in one of the future podcasts. You bet. I know in the old days I could order a copy of the composite paper book and look it over prior to the test. Is there any way I can see this electronic composite vehicle before I enter a test center, or is it something that you have to be in a test center to use? No, you are able to download an electronic copy of this composite vehicle booklet and all the other resources for any of the tests, what we would call the study guides, the official ASE study guides, the test information documents, and the composite vehicles that are used on the advanced level tests and the test information or certification test reference, which is used on the light duty hybrid electric vehicle specialist L3 test. All of those are available at the test prep and training tab on ASC.com. And on there, there's a window that says ASC study guides, and you click learn more about study guides. And right there, there'll be a list of everything that's available, and you can download them, save them on your local machine, and then review them. And it's very important to take the time to become familiar with the composite vehicle document or the certification test reference documents that are used on these advanced level tests. What I mean by that is it is not critical to memorize the content of a composite vehicle or a certification test reference, but it is very important to recognize and understand the formatting of that document so that you can search quickly to find the information you need to answer the specifics for the test question. So that's an opportunity to do a little bit of preparation before you actually walk into the test center. Exactly. So in the test information document for the advanced level test, ASE has what technicians from that discipline say are the important things, the tasks or job description for that specific discipline. So in the case of the L1 test or the L2 test, those content areas are labeled, the tasks are there. And so reviewing those tasks and then thinking about those and referencing that to the composite vehicle is very important. One other thing about these tests is that a portion of the test, the advanced level tests with the composite vehicle, specifically the advanced engine performance specialist test, the electronic diesel engine diagnostic specialist test, and the advanced driver assistance systems ADOS specialist test, Each of those are supported by a composite vehicle. 
the composite vehicle is used for a portion of the questions on the test, but there's also another portion of the test that is termed the generic portion that doesn't use that resource. So you answer those questions without the resource and then answer the other questions that require that resource by using it. For those who may not be familiar, we keep saying composite vehicle. Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, the composite vehicle was constructed so that there wouldn't be any bias towards one manufacturer or another. Is that correct? There's many reasons that it was designed, but that is one of them. So it allows the technical committees who write the questions Mm -hmm. to be able to write questions that are specific to how a technician might be using a resource to diagnose a specific problem on a specific vehicle. So essentially, it's the electronic service information that a technician would reference when servicing a performance problem related to maybe drivability, such as a misfire uh, malfunction indicator lamp on the uh, instrument cluster. And so, you know, a vehicle that's a no start and the theft warning light is flashing, this reference document allows the test taker to review the system, how that system operates, the components in that system, the strategy of the system, Mm -hmm. and then also in the case of that, maybe the wiring schematic for that particular system. And then the scenario that is given in the test question can be qualified by the information that's in that composite vehicle booklet. Well, so it kind of works just like the regular information systems we use every day in the shop. Exactly. That's the exact goal of the composite vehicle. The content on the L1 or the advanced level tests is not limited to the technologies that are described in the composite vehicle or the certification test reference. Mm -hmm. Those technologies are specific to the test questions that require reference of that composite vehicle booklet. So for instance, the composite vehicle for the advanced engine performance specialist L1 does not have a gasoline direct injected fuel delivery system. Mm -hmm. However, In the generic portion of that test, gasoline direct injection is addressed. How often are the L-series tests updated? Major updates to the composite vehicle are on a much longer time span. So, for instance, in 2016, composite vehicle 4 was introduced for the L1 test. Mm -hmm. Right now, ASE staff and service professionals and technicians, educators, and the like are working on building the updates for the composite vehicle 5. Once we hash that out, which will take a couple of years, then we'll do the same process we did in 2016 for the introduction of that content. The content in the L1 test or any of the advanced level tests is constantly being updated. So workshops are occurring on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. We meet with technical committees of educators, technicians, representatives from the manufacturer, vehicle manufacturers, representatives from equipment manufacturers, from parts suppliers, parts producers. And they meet and they review the task list or job description for each of the tests. And then they write and approve new questions. And they also review old questions to see if they can be updated to new technology or they should simply be uh, archived. Well, Dan, I know we're running low on time, but before I let you go, I one more question for you. I, ASE has a new way of taking the test. I know we're all kind of familiar with the Prometric Test Center, which is what we've been discussing here. But there's something called ProProctor that is brand new. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. ProProctor allows the test taker to take control of the secure testing environment. If they can provide an area that meets the requirements that Prometric has, they will then be allowed to take a recertification test at that location. 
Since 2012, when ASE moved to the computer-based testing platforms Mm -hmm. and allowed service professionals to take tests more often than the spring and fall, ASE has been working on ways to continue to move that forward and make the testing much more available, much more convenient. Mm -hmm. ProProctor is another step in that direction. It allows the test taker to provide a secure environment for the test and then do that test, home or work, just as they would do at a test center or a satellite center such as a community college. So they have to have, a, as you said, a clean environment. I know that's all explained on the website, I believe, when they talk about what the requirements are for ProProctor. And to learn more about ProProctor, they can go to ASC.com forward slash ProProctor. Is it 24-7 or is it something where there's limited hours? It can be. Pay close attention to the hour that you select. Make sure it's AM or PM. Don't want to be taking a one o'clock in the morning test if you intend to take it after lunch. Uh But that's exactly the case. Well, Dan, this has been a lot of information. Uh, I really do appreciate your time today. Unfortunately, we are out of it. So I'll have to let you go, but I do want to have you back at some point. Absolutely. Love to do it. We have been talking with Dan Baumhart, Director of Light Vehicle Test Development at ASE, about the uh, changes to the L1 test and the new electronic composite vehicle. Thank you, Tony. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's Team ASE podcast. For more information on how ASE can help you grow as an automotive professional, visit the website at www.ase.com. You'll find information on the latest developments in ASE certification, how the ASE Education Foundation is working with career and technology educators to prepare the next generation of automotive professionals, and much, much more. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.